Are you feeling stuck? Are you worried about what others think and this stops you from taking action? Do you need to find the proof that you're as strong and courageous as you wish you were? That's where I can help. Welcome to Finding Proof, a podcast where you learn to create the tools you need to reach the next level of your success. I'm your host, Dr. Tess Crawley. I'm an Australian clinical and forensic psychologist and an evidence-based success strategist. I'm on a mission to help you find the evidence you need to make the next courageous leap in your life, business and work. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Finding Proof. I'm pleased to be here with you today. Um, I don't know if you can hear in my voice, but I have had the killer of all sore throats over the last few weeks. I can tell you a little bit about that in a minute. I want to know, first of all, does this sound like you? Are you always hearing yourself saying, I can't because I don't have time, or I can't because I can't afford it, or I can't because I've got kids? There are so many excuses we use in our day-to-day lives and they become habit. And I want you to understand something today. I'm going to share a couple of little stories with you along these lines. The first thing you need to know in order to find proof for your capacity to succeed is that you need to know how to own your excuses. And I'm the world's worst when it comes to excuses, I do have to tell you. On the surface, it looks like I achieve great things, and certainly I do achieve great things. But for everything I achieve, there's a litany of excuses littered behind me in a never-ending trail of uh, mostly I don't have time type excuses. And that's where my sore throat comes in. So my little confession that I want to share with you today is I have had the flu or a cold whatever it is and it hasn't gone away it's been about two weeks and don't get me wrong not a pity party I am certainly better than I was certainly well enough to be talking to you fabulous folk but you can hear my throat my voice is not absolutely back to normal and I um, am finding myself having to stop talking very often during during the day because my throat and my voice just give out. And for someone who hosts a podcast and various videos and whatnot on Facebook, having to not talk is not my favourite thing to do. So I want to tell you why I think I got the flu. And it all comes back to owning my excuses. So I'm putting my hand up loud and proud today and fessing up, letting you know I am the world's worst and so I completely empathise with you when you start to identify the excuses you make. Let's do this together. Let's own our excuses and, and try and climb all over them and knock them out of the park. So my number one excuse, this is a theme that runs through so many stories in my journey. My number one excuse is I don't have time. Now, I was thinking to myself the other day, I was thinking I might write a book and I might call it The School Hours Entrepreneur because I try very hard to jam everything I can to within the school hours 
framework because I usually take my kids to school and I usually pick my kids up to school up from school at the end of the school day I love to do it I love to be there for them in the mornings and I love to hang with them in the afternoons but I also love what I do on a business level so it's on me to find the time to do the things that I do that's where the I don't have time comes into it so I would say in all honesty it has been about 12 months, no, probably closer to 15 months since I made a commitment to my business mentor that I would book a monthly massage into my diary. It would be a recurring appointment, time allocated in my diary for me to go have a massage as part of a deliberate self-care strategy. I know that I work well when my body works well. Going to the gym was another thing I committed to doing. I want you to just spend a second and guess how many massages I've had in the last 15 months. I'm just going to lubricate my throat with a bit of coffee while you think about that. If you guessed zero, you would be right. So I have had zero massages in the last 12 months, the last 15 months, probably the last three years, if I'm really honest, because I have not made the time. I have instead sat with the I don't have time and I've accepted that excuse as a fact and I have allowed myself to get a bit run down. So things have not always, you know, things aren't plain sailing in business. When you're a business owner, you have days where you're thinking, this is awesome. I'm my own boss. People want to work with me. We're doing great things for our community. Um, I love it. I love having my own business. The things that people don't see, of course, and this is where self-care is so important, the things that people don't see is all the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, when I'm up until 1 o'clock in the morning figuring out an issue to do with pays or I'm up and at, at dawn to have a meeting with somebody who lives in a different time zone. So, you know, running a business is a really good example of you know, the type of work that you can be engaged in that can consume every minute you allow it to and allow is the word because it's on me it's my fault nobody's making me not get a massage nobody's making me not go to the gym and nobody's making me not look after myself these are things I have not done and so I own it I got the flu I got knocked flat I actually said to someone I felt like I've been body slammed hadn't been that sick in living memory and uh, you know and I'm still paying for it now you know all these things I'm working on my podcast and my videos and other things that require my voice and I'm so frustrated because I have to be really careful with how much talking I do at the moment it's a really good lesson for me to stop and think in fact I as soon as I finish recording this podcast for you I think I'm going to go and put that time in my diary I'm going to ring up the massage place which I have no excuse they're literally just across the road from my practice and I'm going to book those massages in I'm making a promise to you I'm owning my excuses I am going to catch myself saying I don't have time especially when it comes to self-care because that's where I let it slide now what I have been able to do over the last 15 months is I have heard that I don't have time excuse when it comes to my business and I have actually owned it when it's come to my work. So um, June last year, I was drawn to go to a business retreat, uh, which is where I um, 
got the ball rolling with having a business mentor. And that working retreat um, spoke to me loudly and clearly that I needed to be there. I needed to go. And I kept hearing myself saying, I don't have time. I can't leave my kids. I can't afford it. There were all these excuses. And I made the decision to go. I made the decision that my husband is perfectly capable of caring for our children and my children are perfectly capable of being away from me for a couple of days. I made the decision that the cost associated with going on the retreat was an investment in my business that I would be foolhardy not to make. And I made the decision to carve some time out of my diary and just go. So I did. And it was a game changer for me. Everything that I have achieved in the past 15 months, I can attribute back to that decision to make the time to go and focus on boosting my capacity to work on my business instead of being like a little mouse in a wheel, constantly working in my business. So going on that retreat changed my mindset. It changed my ability to juggle all the things that I've got going on in my life, not necessarily because of the content of the retreat itself, but because I realized what I was capable of doing. I was capable of making difficult decisions, I was capable of identifying what I needed to do to level up in my business. And I was capable of hearing my excuses and overriding them. I've done that a second time more recently, which I'll tell you about, I might tell you about today, we'll see how we go. Um, but this is what I mean about finding your proof for success. Finding proof, finding the evidence that you have the capacity to succeed starts with recognising your excuses, owning them, and then overriding them. So I want you to be thinking about that a little bit today. And I'm going to give you some tips as we go forward in this episode today. Now, why is this so important? It's, it's so, so, so important because do you know how we're designed have you any um, awareness of your thoughts being unhelpful? Have you ever noticed when you think something and you know it's not serving you? Unless we recognise our excuses, unless we decide to change them or to challenge them or to deliberately override them, unless we confront those excuses and change our behaviour, nothing is going to change. Nothing. I saw a great post by Mel Robbins lately, where, recently, where she said, no one's coming. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to change your excuses for you. No one's coming to rescue you from your own bad habits. You have to change this yourself. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know it's not your fault. I know all the excuses that come packaged up around your excuses. It's not my fault that I've got small children and they need me to be present. Of course, it's not your fault that you've got small children. Of course, it's not your fault that they need you to be present. But it's your fault if you don't find a way to blend the things that you value most and discard the things that don't serve you. Are you spending too much time doing things that don't serve you that take away from the time that you could be spending on the things that are going to see you soaring in 12 months' time? 
I know you've heard this stuff before. I know a lot of people talk about these kind of things in these in the motivational spheres and all of that space. But I want you to think about your excuses. I want you to be thinking about the science behind cognitive behavioural therapy, which is you know, pretty much gold standard psychological therapies for anxiety, depression and so on. That's based on this kind of concept. It's based on identifying your thoughts, challenging the unhelpful ones and reframing so that you can make positive change in your life. Just remember, thoughts are not facts. They're things that you're telling yourself. They're words that you're saying to yourself. And the more frequently you say them, the more they become scripted and they become a habit. Great thing about habits, they're learned behaviours. What that means is you can unlearn it. You can change it. might require a bit of help, a bit of, bit of hard work, but you can change those habits, whether it's smoking, whether it's biting your fingernails or whether it's telling yourself you can't. Whatever the habit is, you've got the capacity, if you want to, to change that. By the way, that reminds me of a joke. Very quickly, little aside here. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? Only one. But the light bulb has to really want to change. All right, my comedy career is over for the day. But anyway, let's get back to the point here. I'm talking to you today about owning your excuses because this is the first step. This is the first step in opening up your awareness of the internal factors that are holding you back. We blame other people. We blame others. My husband won't get home on time, so I can't work on my, my startup that I'm trying to get off the ground. Or my kids are sick, and so I can't focus on the work that I'm trying to do on my podcast or my marketing plan. Or... Um, I've got team changes and therefore I'm distracted and I can't focus on the book I'm trying to write. These are excuses I've used. They're my excuses. But they're just excuses. Whether my husband is home at five o'clock or six o'clock has no bearing on how my day unfolds. At that time of night, I'm you know, someone's getting the kids dinner ready anyway and I wouldn't normally be working at that time anyway if I'm getting the kids something to eat. So why am I blaming him? I'm blaming him because it makes me feel better for it to be someone else's fault. Okay, so I want you to be thinking about listening out, listening out for your excuses. Now, how do you start to do that? It's not really very hard, but it does require your attention. So I want you to think about your thoughts for a minute as being a little bit like having the radio on in the background. So you might, uh, using an Australian example, it's very common, I'm sure, you know, around the world, we could pick a sport, any, any sport, but I'm going to pick cricket because I know I've got an international audience who doesn't, who <laughs> doesn't all follow cricket. I'm going to deliberately pick cricket. So imagine that it's a summer's afternoon and you're working in your garden and you're weeding the flower beds and the radio is on in the background and the cricket is playing and the commentator is you know, keeping you up to date with what's going on in the game. Now, if you were my granddad, you would be in that scenario. I could walk out in the backyard and say, hey, granddad, what's the score? Who's winning? And you better tell me exactly who's batting, what's the score, who just got out, how they got out. You better give me a whole overview, even though he was 100% focused on the gardening. That's what our thoughts are like. It's like this little, little dialogue, a little monologue in your mind that's going on in the background that part of you is paying attention to. And that's 
a really important point. Part of you is paying attention to this little unhelpful monologue going on in the background holding you back. And our thoughts, if they're left unchallenged, our emotions get triggered by them. And then we really start to act according to those emotions. So the thought tells us we can't, we start feeling discouraged, so then we stop trying. So that's the thought, emotion, behavior trio of, of outcomes there. So it's really important that we start turning the volume up. If you really want to start, so if Grandad had started the lawnmower and I wanted to hear the radio, I would turn the volume up so I could pay better attention to it. You know, when the news comes on and you really want to hear what they're talking about, you've got to do the same with your own thinking. You've got to turn the volume up on your thoughts. Now, how do you do that? Well, you start paying conscious attention. You start noticing, I'm feeling a bit defeated today. Why? Because I can't get my book finished because it's school holidays and the kids are playing. Okay, well, how about we jot that excuse down? And then tomorrow there might be another excuse that you notice and then another. So what I want you doing over the next little while, so let's just call it a week. Pay attention whenever you catch yourself making an excuse for not doing something, not doing something that serves you. It might be going to the gym. It might be eating healthily. It might be reducing your caffeine. It might be working on a, your business plan. Whatever it is, you're hearing yourself making an excuse, jot it down. We'll call this data gathering, shall we? So you're gathering data, you're gathering a collection of excuses, you're writing them down. Over the period of time, so a week, maybe even two, you'll start to see the same excuses pop up multiple times. You'll start to see patterns. And those patterns will indicate to you some kind of theme. So for me, it's time scarcity. Uh, if left to my own devices, I will believe 100% that I don't have time to breathe. And yet I still manage to run a business, you know, look after my kids and feed the dog and dress myself. So I think, you know, we all have these themes that run through the excuses we make. Once we can identify the theme, we can start tackling it. And that gives us a little bit of extra ammunition to tackle the individual excuses when they pop up. So just to sort of refresh and revise what I'm saying to you, we need to own our excuses. We all have them. I've got them. You've got them. We've all got them. We need to identify those excuses that we constantly make. We need to write them down as we catch ourselves. So I recommend carrying a tiny little, one of those little um, notepads or those little spiral bound notepads in your back pocket or use the note taking app on your phone or voice record them, whatever works for you. I would, I would encourage you to have them written so you can see them visually. Voice recording is great, but you won't see the patterns emerging. You have to sort of listen and dictate. So you're better off writing them if you can. Um, of course, the clever ones amongst you will know that you can use a dictation app to write them for you as you speak them. So you are going to, over the next little week or two, you're going to write down all the excuses you make for not doing things that serve you, not doing the things that set you up for success, not doing the things that will help you feel good, achieve, feel confident, and so on. You're gonna write down all those excuses. You're gonna look for some, some patterns. You're gonna ask yourself, what is the theme 
running through these excuses. Once you identify that, for me, it's time scarcity. Once I identified that in my little journey over the last little while, I was able to start doing the deliberate opposite. So start saying, well, I will make time to do these things. Someone said to me, you know, all of these, you know, you can think of, um, you know, presidents and prime ministers and celebrities and, um, you know, entrepreneurial gurus. They've all got the same 24 hours as you and I. It's how they spend their time and it's how they work through the mindset challenges that come with just being a mere human. So once we identify the mindset challenges, we can start put, putting things in place to overcome them. So for me, talking about time scarcity, I will take opposite action. That's a phrase I'd like you to write down, take opposite action. And I'm going to talk about that in more detail in future sessions, no doubt. But basically it means when you're limiting yourself, do the opposite. When you're not feeling like going to the gym, go anyway. When you're not feeling like having a salad for dinner, have it anyway doesn't mean you have to have the salad every damn time but every now and then taking opposite action is a good exercise in exerting control over your excuses exerting control over the thoughts and behaviors that don't serve you and by doing that regularly you can actually prove to yourself that you can do the opposite of what you feel you can act despite not having the motivation to do so so what are we going to do over the next little while, next little week or two? You're going to write down the excuses for not being able to do the thing that you need to do. You're going to look for patterns emerging. The more excuses you jot down, you're going to start to see patterns emerging. You're going to look at the theme running through. Is it time scarcity? Is it a financial theme? What is the theme that's running through those excuses? You're going to challenge yourself to take opposite action when you can. It's not always possible. Let's be real here. When you can. And in doing this, you're going to find your very own proof that you already have some of the skills you need to succeed. Okay. Now, the next thing I want to ask you to do is to remember that you have the right to challenge your excuses. You have the right to get this right. You have the right to overcome your own limitations. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Tess Crawley, clinical and forensic psychologist and your host on Finding Proof. I'll see you again very soon. Bye-bye for now.